What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Yolk Christian Podcast. I appreciate y'all tuning in. And uh, if you're watching on TikTok, whether it be audio on you know Spotify, Apple, or whatever it may be, or even YouTube now, thank y'all for tuning in. Um, I'm not wearing a Yolk shirt. Uh, I apologize. <laughs> um, but we are working on that. We do have the site up. Feel free to go check out the link. It's probably going to be in the description or in the bio, somewhere around there, depending on where you're watching. Um, if you are on audio, however, it will be. I mean, you can just like, Google search, like Yolt Christian Podcast. It's yeah. Y-O-L-T will pop right up. So. Um, but with that being said, uh, I'm here with Codus today. What's up, my guy? Hey, how you doing? I'm basic. Oh, okay. So fun fact. Basic. Um, yeah. So today, okay. No, we'll rewind. So on Saturday, Friday, no, yes, yeah, something like that. Anyways, I try to cut my grass. Keep in mind, I haven't cut my grass in like a month. It's it's grown not five feet tall, but I'm gonna exaggerate and say five feet tall. Okay? Yeah. And uh, and so <laughs> so I go to have to cut it on Friday or Saturday, whatever day it was. And this is a brand new mower, okay? Just bought it from Lowe's, which granted, brand spanking new. It's a Husqvarna, so it's not like a, a cheapo, I guess. Is it a riding or a push? It's a riding. So it's okay, like a. Okay, yeah. Now we're, we're getting the big leagues now. Okay, well, not 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 like a. Uh, what am I thinking of? I was about to a say zero skid turn? steer. Zero, it's not a zero turn. It's just like a lawn tractor or whatever. That's perfectly. That, I, hey, those are nice, man. You get a whip yeah, those. Yeah, you know? I like it. I mean, I, okay, so here's the thing. So I bought it. Okay, rewind even further. I bought it a few months ago. And. I'm never going to buy a lawnmower from Lowe's again. I'm sorry, Lowe's. Love y'all. Um, not sponsored. Not sp- <laughs> Definitely not sponsored. I'm bashing them. Um, I kind of wish I'd have gone to Home Depot. <laughs> um, Ooh, not sponsored, but I'll take Literally you. right across the street. Home Depot, if you do want to sponsor us, you know, I'll hey. take a mower. <laughs> right. Um, but basically, so I bought it, right? And it, they, so I paid for delivery. Okay. I was like, look, I don't want to get my truck. I don't want to have to borrow a trailer. I'm mm-hmm. just going to have it delivered. So I have it delivered, right? And it comes without a key. So I'm like, you know what? That's what? fine. Yeah. And it was supposed to have a key. And so um, anyway, so the people that deliver it, which they are not a affiliate of Lowe's. They are their own separate company that Lowe's hires. Um, and they said, look, just sign here. We'll bring you a key tomorrow. And I had a, a sneaky suspicion that they weren't. But, you know, I was like, you know what? Fine. Worst case scenario, I just call Lowe's and I just get another key. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyways, so I signed the document saying they, did, they delivered it. Never heard from them again. Um, never got a key, by the way. And then, well, I did sooner or later. I had to go to Lowe's. I was on the phone with Lowe's for at least this time, um, at least six hours, just trying to tell them what was going on. For um, real. And then, anyway, so I go to Lowe's finally uh, because they just they finally just say, "Look, just go to the store, and we'll just give you a key. We don't we don't care about this uh, the legalities of it." And literally, I just go to the key aisle. They literally just told me to pull it out of the container and just walk out of the store with it. I was like. Um, what? Okay, but, but I, I made sure I had a Lowe's person with me that way uh, I didn't yeah um, so anyway so that's what they did he literally I said you open it <laughs> he said okay so he opened it he handed it back to me I said I just stick in my pocket he's like yeah okay alright so anyway so Works I did for me. Um, and so uh, anyway so I go back to my house okay this lawnmower all right? I know go to crank it up nothing alright so I'm like oh, great so we have there's a little light switch on it. I was like, okay, and this is after me fiddling with it for 15 minutes because I'm not mechanical whatsoever, and uh, and I, I hit the lights and no, no lights pop on. I said it's a battery, and uh, so I, I lift up the the seat or whatever. The battery's there. Um, <laughs> there's just no battery. Yeah, no. I, well, that's what I thought, and uh, the battery was there. Um, it was connected and everything. So I call Husqvarna. I'm like, look, here's the deal. Like, did y'all just like make a crappy lawnmower or something? And they said, no, I don't understand what's going on with it. You need to call Lowe's. So I called Lowe's anyway. Six hours more later on the phone, um, they said, look, we can send you another lawnmower. We can send it here to get it fixed. Or we can do this, 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 and this, and this. I said, look, 
how about I just go buy another battery and then you just give me the money for it or something like that. And then we just see if that's it. He's like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. It'd be quicker. I was like, cool. So, um, the, the, uh, the Lowe's that was nearest to me was out of batteries. So I had to drive 45 minutes one way to the Lowe's dude, where they had a battery. this is a hassle. I would oh, just like. You don't even know. Okay. You don't even know. All right. This is the half of it. So I go to that one. I buy a battery. I'm so fed up. I don't even care to return the other battery. I never even go to return. I still have the, the secondary battery. Okay. So, <laughs> so this is what I do. So I, I disconnect the battery. I reconnect the new one. Um, I have a key finally, like that we basically stole, I guess, but it was given to me. Um, and so I, it finally cranks up. Okay. But then I'm driving around and the, uh, what am I thinking of the, the blade guard or whatever, just, it won't pick up. Like I have the little lever or whatever to, to raise like the, the height. Oh my of the goodness, blade. dude. And so I'm like, okay, cool. So, and then I, I just kind of played with a little bit. It raised, but it wouldn't stick. It wouldn't hold. Like I, it would for a second. And then I like, I go, I, I'd engage the blades and it would just fall down. It's like, I don't understand. And so anyways, I figured it out because I, I did some little MacGyvering and I had a MacGyvering. nail. I had a nail. And so it was supposed to come with a pin. And so the way it worked is the there's this rod that connects the uh, the blade chassis or the blade mm. guard to the uh, the chassis of the lawnmower. And so basically there it goes into this thing like this and then mm. you use a pin to stick all the way through it like that. Mm. And uh, and so it didn't come with a pin. So I just got a nail. What kind it. of lawnmower is this, dude? It's a Husqvarna. It's brand new, like 2020 or 2021, whatever. And so I uh, this thing I, sounds sucky. Well, it's Lowe's. That's the issue. It wasn't yeah. the it wasn't the the uh, the brand by any means. Um, but I stuck the nail through, got a hammer, hit it. So it works fine now. <laughs> um, but okay, what? Well, pause. So now I'm back to the original story, which this wasn't even supposed to be part of the podcast by any means. Which, t- by the way, we're talking about speaking in tongues. Um, and so <laughs> yes, um, but. So this past Friday or Saturday, whatever day it was, like I said, five feet tall, not really, but basically. And uh, so I know like I can't cut it down at the base because it's so tall. Like I, I've got it on the highest setting I can. I'm cutting like the, the tops off pretty much. And then all of a sudden, like I'm, I'm realizing that the, the mower just doesn't have as much oomph as it used to. Like it's just not as strong as it was. And I'm like, maybe it's just, you know, hitting so much grass is just kind of slowing down and stuff. So I was like, okay, that's fine. And so I keep going and I keep going and stuff. And, and there's plenty of gas in it. I made sure of that. Okay, just before, just to let you know. And uh, then all of a sudden, um, I'm, I, so I have this big ditch in my yard. And, of course, it, it kind of holds water. So the grass is really thick and tall there mm-hmm. specifically. And so I go down in that. And then all of a sudden, the blade quits working. Um, but the, and so when the, when the blade got disengaged without me moving the lever, um, the entire mower just shut off. So it's like, okay, fine. That's interesting. So I just – I'd start the process over. I'd – uh, dis- I moved the lever to where it was technically disengaged. The blade was, and then I'd uh, put the thing in park. I turned the key. Anyways, I basically just turned the off and back on again. Then I kept doing that until I was like, okay, I almost cut my yard. Now here's the thing: I don't know how to cut the grass. Okay, I do obviously. Like you can cut grass in many different ways, but my yard because of that ditch, I had to cut it in a weird pattern, and it looks bad un- until I get it cut. Okay, and so, anyways, basically what I do is I leave a gap between each line. So that I, so because it's, it's a lawn tractor, it's not a zero turn and it doesn't turn too, too sharp. So I go yeah. around, down, around and down. And then that way, when I can hook around, I just cut the ones that I miss, but it works out perfect because I can. Okay. So I do that, but because of the ditch is weird because I've got a couple of trees in the way I have to do mm-hmm. circles around the trees. And then I have to go to the ditch up and down the entire time, like back and forth. And so sounds all fine and dandy until you're only halfway through and it looks like garbage. 
Uh, well, it just so happened that's when my lawn tractor, lawnmower, whatever you want to call it, just decides to quit on me. And so it would like I could no longer engage the blades at this point. I was like, "You're kidding me, dude! This lawnmower is just like yeah. the worst thing." Yeah, well, I, I, I paid two grand for it, so like I'm gonna keep paying. And like, it barely I'm, even works. Yeah, no, and I've, it's been nothing but a hassle. And uh, and so, anyways, I would text them, not text, call yeah. the management of Lowe's I know, and get I your to. money's back. I need to. I need. I. I it's it, that's on my to do list by all means. Um, but yeah, so fix it, fix it Right. But yeah. So anyways, I, uh, today I was like, you know what, let me just see if I can like diddle with it again. And so I got it going, I engaged the blade, everything's working just fine. Then uh, I actually finished cutting that section of the yard so that it doesn't look as bad anymore. I just have half my yard tall grass, half my yard cut. So it's, it's, it's better. <laughs> um, but all of a sudden it just quits, just completely dies. I like before it was just the, the, the blade that wouldn't engage, but now mm-hmm. the whole thing is shot. Dude, I'm like, this okay, thing sounds. I know. So I, I check. I'm like, I'm looking at the, the gas. And I was like, eh. Or like, I thought maybe I'm out of gas. So I check and I was like, eh, it's still got a good bit of gas in it. So I put more gas yeah. in just in case. Anyways, shot. Okay. Not even turning on. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck is this? So right now it's sitting right next to the road uh, in my yard. Um, that was sitting there. Yeah. So I don't, heck, I don't even remember what I did with the key. I don't know if it's in it. I don't know if I put it back in the drawer. So it, it's going to be gone when you get there. They put it in a trailer and they left. Dude, you know what? Take it. <laughs> I do not care about that thing. It has been nothing but a hassle. That not really. Like, like I need pain. to get it. It's been a huge pain. But uh, anyways, so that answers my how's your day question. Yeah. <laughs> Ten minutes into the podcast. Yeah. I, I, I apologize, but that's no, how my no. day went. Um, so you asked, so you shall receive. Um, <laughs> but uh, how was your day? Good. Good. <laughs> okay. Good. Good. <laughs> nothing, nothing interesting really. Just... Start tweaking out over here. <laughs> just uh, a lot more <laughs> um but okay so yeah so uh if you have been keeping up with the yolk christian podcast basically what we do is we just kind of do a, a series on matthew like we're, we, we're yep. going through the book of matthew and then here lately we've been going to do or we've been doing really a topic per chapter and yes. so um just to kind of touch our basis i guess and so because it's been a kind of prevalent conversation between codas and i about speaking in tongues ever since his experience um uh, we just said, Hey, let's do an episode on speaking in tongues. And yeah. I happened to have a lesson from a year ago there. Uh, I talked about it. So I wanted to kind it's of the talk chosen about lesson. No, I'm kidding. The chosen. Oh, CODIS. Oh, what? They responded to us like a week ago. No way. What? Yeah. No, go look at it. Um, I read the email. I just totally forgot about it until you just said that. Well, they, thank you for saying something, man. I mean, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, no they, they reached out and they, they said something like, uh, win or something like that no oh no they, they want to know more about our podcast like how many followers and stuff we have before they oh. give us the okay yeah um i guess they i don't i don't know if they want a big Where? following i imagine they probably want it it's uh it's i mean it's just right there i don't think we've gotten any email since then but i don't i don't see it at all it's got to be there are you on the yolt email yeah okay. the yolt christian podcast yeah i don't i don't see it oh right there yeah hi dallas executive assistant is looking over your request they would like to know more info. Can you provide a link to your site and how it would be recorded, how long you would like, your audience reach? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Well, I can't believe you didn't say nothing. I'm disappointed in you. I know. I'm sorry. I literally, I was driving and I think it was like, oh, I was going to the uh, the wedding like that I was, because I was a groomsman last week and I got yeah. on Friday and I was like, oh, that's so cool. I need to text Codis. And I went to pull up my phone. My wife said, put your phone down. I was like, oh, okay. 
because she's been getting on to me about that lately. Yeah. And uh, all right, and let's. So. let's so. I'm gonna write this down. We're gonna talk about this after because like. Okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna just send them an email without like you present okay. to. I got you. Yeah, that's probably an important email all to right. craft. Yeah. So after um, this, we're just gonna. Yeah. But, yeah, so it's pretty exciting, people that are that's listening insane. and watching. That's um, insane. That's, like, more than exciting. Let's go on the show. I'm kidding. Yeah, right? <laughs> Let us be an extra, please. I don't um, care, man. I'll be a fish. <laughs> right. Um, but anyway, so is speaking in tongues biblical? So that's yes. what we're going to talk about. So um, I'm going to kind of get into the Hebrew, Greek, all that fun stuff, kind of look at all what right. the Bible says about it. So uh, tongue, by definition, um, of Hebrew and Greek. Hebrew is what most of the Old Testament was originally written in. We talked about the four Greek is what the New Testament was originally written in for the most part. Um, and English tongue is translated to Hebrew as Lashon and or Safa. Okay. So kind of close Safa. <laughs> um, but anyway, so both words, if taken literally are physical body parts. And if used in the right context, they can be used to say language or speech. That's kind of like, you know, self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, but English tongue, that's the word here. Translated uh, to Greek is glossolalia. Okay, so glossolalia. From, so from Greek, it, the word is glossa, uh, which means tongue, and lalia means talking. Um, and so tongue in Greek means literally the tongue or speech or talking if used in the right context. So again, mm-hmm. kind of self-explanatory. Don't need to talk much about it. Um, but it's important whenever you're trying to talk about something to define what it is. Um, you know, sp- specifically, like especially in biblical context, you know what each word means. Um, so. I think it's uh, important to to know what the proper definition is. Um, but, okay, Codis, let me ask you this. How would you just define what speaking in tongues is biblically, so, in your own words? What speaking in tongues is, is a prayer language for only you and God. Like, it's a direct communication that only you and God know. Maybe mm-hmm. you don't even know it, honestly, but it's just for you and God to hear. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that it's definitely something that, um, I guess how would I, I had a buddy call I have me a, earlier. I have a theory about it. So yeah, I just like me. made this up. I don't think it's true at all, but do you think like, obviously speaking in tongues is like the heavenly language or whatever, but do you think it also is like demons can't understand it? I just like thought of this one day. I was like, I wonder if it's like a hidden language so they can't hear it, but that would make no sense because I want them to hear my prayers. I want them to hear that I'm praying against them. Like there, it says nowhere in the Bible about this. I just like, Want okay. to just say a so, stupid theory. So this is this is going to be. I wouldn't say it's stupid. Uh, this is going to be a purely subjective um, thought process, um, not necessarily based on absolute truth by any means. Um, but if speaking in tongues is the communication, because basically what happens is the Holy Spirit speaking to God on behalf of you, right? So mm-hmm. it's kind of communicating what you can't. And so if that's being uh, said, and it's a language that no one necessarily understands then if it's communication between you and God, I think it'd be similar to that of in your, you know, in your head. So mm-hmm. like demons can't hear your thoughts, right? So yeah. I think it'd be similar to that that they wouldn't be able to understand it. But again, uh-huh. I don't know what the biblical I don't know. It was just something yeah. I thought of. I was like, oh, that would be kind yeah. of neat if, you know, yeah. I don't know. Um, thought. But so what does the Bible say about speaking in tongues? Yeah. And believe it or not, because um, here's the thing. I was always taught that if you were speaking in tongues, then you were a demon by all means. Like I was like, what? Yeah, so I, I was not raised in a Pentecostal church by any means. I was raised not oh. not in my dad's church at least. Like he didn't necessarily think that, but like what does my, your family believe? Because I know they're I know your dad's a pastor. What does yeah, he believe? Yeah, I mean we believe what the Bible says. So like we know that speaking in tongues is legitimate. Um, but 
I know my youth pastor growing up, I remember him like making fun of people speaking in tongues. So like it was pretty common at like our yeah. churches. I mean, me and my friends, we joke you know? about it, but like we're not yeah. like making yeah. fun of. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just like a, I don't know. I didn't, because of the way people regarded it, I didn't think it was actually real. I just thought, mm-hmm. it, I think, I thought, I thought it was like the same as like snake handling churches. Like where does the Bible say to, you know, handle snakes? But so with that being said, I thought it was the same as Wait, that. But a I, thing? Yeah. Yeah, Wait, what do you mean? Like the pastors will like let snakes bite them. I, I don't know anything about what? it. What? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> that's weird, dude. Yeah. That's um, hey, Satan was a snake. That's why. That's saying. right. That's right. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I was very clueless about it. And then, mm-hmm. so about a year ago, a buddy of mine, he, the guy that did my tattoo, um, he was like, "Hey, I went to this church and they were speaking in tongues." He was like, "Can you tell me anything about it?" So I did like this little study on it. And anyways. So what does the Bible say about speaking in tongues? Finally, um, yes. First Corinthians chapter 14, that's where we're starting. Okay. So 14 verses one through four, it says, pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. I want to focus on that, especially that you may prophesy for one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God for no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the spirit. I would say that that's what we talked about speaking in tongues. On the other hand, this is what it says. This is verse three. The one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. So focus on speak to people uh, for their upbuilding and encouragement. Verse four, the one who speaks in tongue builds up himself, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Um, And then verse five says, now go ahead. So I've heard a lot of people say you can only speak in tongues if there's a translator, which mm-hmm. I think, yes, but no. Like, you can only prophesy in tongues if there's a translator. That's what mm-hmm. I've heard, and I kind of believe that theory. Okay. But I feel like, because, I mean, I've, I've heard my pastor, I mean, he, he'll say even when he's just in his car alone, he'll just, like, pray in tongues to God. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think you necessarily always need a translator yeah. when you speak yeah. in tongues. No, what I mean, do you what do you think about that? I'm pretty sh- sure I talk about that here in a minute, but I could okay, be wrong. Sorry, um, I'm jumping ahead then. No, no, you're good, but I I will talk about it briefly. So, like, I obviously if it's a, if, if if it's a language between you and God, excuse my stutter. <laughs> um, if it's a language between you and God, right? Um, then obviously you wouldn't need a, a an interpreter. But if you're like mm-hmm. in church and you're speaking to people then you need to have, and I think this is what Paul goes on to say later that I talk about later, you need to have an interpreter. But here's yeah, the thing. Yeah, I know he, Paul talks about that in yeah. Second Corinthians? Somewhere Maybe. In one of the Corinthians? I, I've got it yeah. somewhere here. Um, All right. But my thought is, and I think Paul goes on to say this too, you need to speak in a language that people understand in church because that's the point. You know, you mm. need to understand, you know, what you're learning. Um, and if you're, so if, if you're speaking in tongues, then it doesn't really make any sense. And so he goes in to talk about that. And then he talks about the, the need of an interpreter if you are to speak in tongues in the church. Yeah. Um, and so if I remember right. So, um, but go back to this. First Corinthians 14 verse five says, now I want you to, I want you all to speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. The yes. one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets so that the church may be built up. There you go. We kind of talk about that. Um, so just to kind of recap, so this, uh, it seems to be the most reference this, this, uh, I guess few verses here, um, when talking about speaking in tongues. So, um, we're just going to kind of tackle this first, right? So I, I told you that, uh, of the things I wanted to highlight, right? So it was, 
uh, especially that you may prophesy, it speaks to men, but not, uh, sorry, but to God. Sorry, it speaks not to men, but to God. Um, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement. And the one who speaks in tongue builds up himself, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. Okay. So I think Paul, using our historical definitions of what speaking in tongues means, right? Um, I think what he's saying to you, he was referring to speaking to God when he says that, that speaking in tongues, um, not necessarily speaking in different languages, tongues, gibberish, that sort of thing. So kind of going back to what we said, it's a communication between you and God, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's what he's just kind of confirming. Um, but with that being said, Paul, because again, Paul is the author of the Corinthian, Corinthianal, Corinthian, yeah. uh, book of the Corinthians. <laughs> um, he states that prophesying is more important than quote unquote speaking in tongues. He says that when you speak in tongues, you only speak to God, but when you prophesy, you speak to people and give encouragement. So mm-hmm. one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. So let me ask you this, which is better? Okay. Um, helping cool. others or helping yourself? Well, the obvious answer is helping others, right? Yeah, helping others. Yeah, okay, I, um, didn't, I didn't know if there was a trick question there. <laughs> no, or no, like, no, no, I was no, like, no. uh-oh, what if I answered it wrong? Yeah. Um, no, you're good. You got it. <laughs> um, I'm but smart. It, what can I say? A plus. Right. Um, but Paul says that you are helping yourself when you speak in tongues. Um, but he says, but you help others when you prophesy. So he's saying, you know, prophesying is more important than, mm-hmm. or speaking well over others, you might could say, is more important than, speaking in tongues but again speaking in tongues by definition is speaking to god not necessarily gibberish so like if you're in a uh i'm going to say pentecostal because that's the only kind of church that i've ever heard of that yeah. speaks in tongues um i don't really think any other openly. denomination really like yeah agrees with it uh i don't know that i wouldn't necessarily say that they disagree with it i think it's just a matter of they weren't blessed with that gift i'm gonna yeah. go with that because um, Maybe you talk about it later on, but is it not everyone able to use tongues? I'm not. So. Okay. I, yeah. I didn't know if that was, if I yeah. was just making stuff up or if that's like an actual no. thing that yeah, I don't, not I everyone don't, can. Yeah. I don't think everybody's blessed with that gift. Um, and if you are, by all means, use it. You know what I mean? Like you have a gift for a reason. Um, but so, yeah, it's just because somebody's speaking in tongues in such a language that you can't understand it does not mean it's gibberish. It just means that they're communing to God in their own way. Um, but verse two specifically states that speaking in tongues literally means that you speak to God. So just yes. to clarify, that's what that means. Um, you don't have to speak a certain way or language in order to speak to God. I think Paul clarified this um, because he knew how some people might mistake what he was saying for the gibberish version of quote unquote speaking in tongues that you and I think of. Um, because a lot of people just think it's just nonsense, you know, gibberish, yeah. um, which of course is incorrect um, because Paul knows that it might be confusing. I think Paul starts to go into detail, contrasting our version of speaking in tongues, um, which his version of speaking, or, or sorry, with his version of speaking in tongues. Um, so that would explain what I'm about to say. So in same chapter, so First Corinthians chapter 14, verses 6 to 12, he says, Now, brothers, if I come to you speaking in tongues, how will I benefit you unless I bring you some revelation or knowledge or prophecy or teaching? So this, mm-hmm. is, what I, oh, this is what we were talking about before. Um, and in verse seven, it says, if even lifeless instruments, such as the flute or the harp, do not give distinct notes, how will anybody know it's being played? And if a bugle gives an indistinct sound, who will get ready for battle? So with yourselves, if your tongue, sorry, if with your tongue, you utter speech that is not intelligible, how will anybody know what is said? For you will be speaking into the air. Verse 10, there are doubtless many different languages in the world and none is without meaning. But if I do not know the meaning of the language, I will be a foreigner to the speaker and the speaker a foreigner to me. 
verse 12. So with yourself, since you are eager for manifestations of the spirit, strive to excel in building up the church. So he's saying strive to prophesy. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, he's saying, you know, if you are going to speak in tongues, it needs to be, or rather, if you're going to speak to a church, again, church atmosphere, it needs to be in a tongue that is uh, understandable by all. Um, so speaking quote unquote gibberish uh, would benefit um, nobody because nobody can understand what you're saying uh, for you'll be speaking into the air. It's the same as saying it went up in smoke in today's language. Um, but therefore speaking in tongues is pointless simply because nobody can understand it. Again, this is in the church context. Um, mm-hmm. However, speaking to God as Paul intended speaking in tongues to mean is only beneficial to the individual person and only benefit other people. If you share the revelations God has given you in such a manner that others can understand you. Again, I'll just reread verse 12. It states that we should strive to prophesy rather than speak in such a way that we can, uh, that only we can understand. So I'm probably just like rattling stuff off, but uh, feel free to jump in and intercede. All right. Um, But uh, points to clarify, Um, speaking in tongues or praying to God is good for individual prayer. Um, First Corinthians 14, five. Now I want you all to speak in tongues, but even more so to prophesy. I think Paul is referring to both definitions of tongues at different times. Um, so, which confuses us, I think, I think sometimes he's referring to speaking in gibberish and other times he's referring to speaking to God, uh, to clarify further, he is saying speaking in tongues is good when it's referencing praying to God in our private time. But when he talks about the pointlessness of speaking in tongues, he is referring to the gibberishness that nobody understands. So I think that, I guess that's kind of a good point to clarify because when you read that and you're just like speaking in tongues is good, speaking in tongues is bad. It's like, huh? But that's yeah. why that's why I think it's important to know the distinction between the definitions. Um, so, but uh, man, I've got all of this highlighted, so maybe it's important. Um, <laughs> but even if I'm wrong with assuming um, that we should use the historical definitions, which I don't necessarily think I am, um, and Paul is actually talking about speaking "quote unquote" gibberish 100 percent of the time, it should be done in private and not publicly in church. I think that's indisputable. Um, however, if well, there is, let a- me. Let me interrupt yeah. real quick. Take it. So the person who asked for prayer, um, uh, I, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not answering your prayer, but we're trying to answer questions at the end of this. So I know that's a very important prayer. So, but we will gladly answer questions. We'll pray for everybody after we get with, done with this. We just want to quickly finish this and then we'll do prayer requests and answer questions right at the end of this. So yeah. if you stick with us, we would love to pray for your grandpa. Um, but so, Please stick around and we will pray right after we are done. Sorry to Absolutely. interrupt. I just, that, no, I just wanted yeah. to let this person know. You're good. Um, Jenna's actually watching. So Jenna, do you mind moderating both sides and kind of if you see comments or questions, just kind of be like, hey, they'll answer mm-hmm. later. Um, so, but I don't think Paul is, is or, and sorry, if I'm wrong and Paul is actually talking about speaking gibberish time since time, it should be done in private, not public interest, like we like said. However, if there is a theory of the Bible, um, if it is true, we can compare it to other parts of the Bible. Um, just to kind of make sure, you know, it's compatible. So with that, that's with all kinds of scripture. So with that being said, the Bible states in Matthew 6, 6, but when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. Okay. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. This reference, I believe, confirms the theory that speaking in tongues actually refers to speaking to God. When he states to partake in speaking of tongues, um, Paul states to speak in tongues in private. And so does Matthew, Matthew 6, 6. Therefore, pray to God in private, not speak gibberish. Um, but I do believe Paul is referencing speaking quote unquote gibberish when he says that it's pointless since nobody can understand mm-hmm. you. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, but so yeah, um, first Corinthians 14, again, same, same chapter 21 to 24. This seems to be the, the speaking of tongues, tongues chapter. 
Um, it yeah, says, this whole, so yeah, one sec. Yeah, First Corinthians. It it it's just a good about like all like spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. If you have questions with the Holy Spirit, like Acts obviously is good, but like First Corinthians, he kind of covers like all the spiritual gifts, all of, like the important Holy Spirit stuff. Like it's just a good one if you're curious about yeah yeah gifts Which, and all that. A lot of people kind of bash Paul, but like I think he's brilliant. I love oh, all yeah. this. Paul was a cool dude. Yeah, like Galatians. He was a man that knew what Romans. he wanted. Absolutely. Um, I saw this thing today because obviously, like he was introduced to the gospel after the rest of the disciples, right? Or I guess I could say the apostles, because I guess he technically wasn't a disciple; was more so of an apostle. But anyways, yeah. um, I saw this thing where because God uh, showed Himself to Paul specifically, of course, He blinded him on the road to Damascus, and so what He did was He actually. Uh, three years into his, uh, I guess, his teaching of the, the new gospel after he became, or saw to Paul, after he became Paul, um, he met with Peter, I forget where, but he was like, tell me what's your teaching, and I want to make sure that I'm teaching the right stuff, because I'm teaching what I think God gave me as revelation, and yeah. of course, they did match, and then 13 or 14 or some odd years later, he did it again with a couple other people, and he's like, are we still teaching the same gospel, and yeah. of course, they did were, it? because it's God-breathed, but. Did he write revelations? No, John did. John um, did, okay. Yeah, and then John actually wrote that while he was exiled in the island of Patmos. Um, so that was, I think, Revelations was the last book that he, he wrote. Which is kind of interesting because, like, how did they find his journaling of Revelations? Uh, like, they must have went out there. Godsidents. Uh, yeah. Um, but I, surely, like, sooner or so later. So it was, Revelations was, like, a dream vision that actually happened for him, right? Like. This is, a, mm-hmm. this is a whole different topic than yeah, what no, we're talking about, yeah. but it's a, it, it was came like to him in a dream. Yeah, okay, that's what mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah, um, which I, I wish I knew what he saw. Like, like that actually, crazy. Saw well, you remember? I forget what chapter. I think it's like chapter one, maybe it's chapter two. But he's like, um, he's, he goes to write down something that he saw, and then the mm-hmm. angel or something is along those lines. Maybe it was Jesus. Is like, don't write that down. He's like, the yeah. world can't know that yet. Yeah, and I was like, ooh. Uh, what like, did he see? He knows more than you and I. Like that's yeah, well, yeah, crazy. That doesn't surprise me. This man was a, a he was an, an apostle by all means. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, true. I tell you what, dude, I know nothing. Um, I don't know. I feel like like some people probably look at me and like, oh, he knows a little bit or something like that. But like, I feel like I know less than like a tenth of a percent of the Bible. You know what yeah. I mean? Because um, I mean. It doesn't matter. I could read the same thing over, and I'll find a new thing to learn about it. Yeah, like absolutely. If I reread Matthew, like we've done a whole series on it, I feel like I'd still find things that oh, I would learn about. One hundred percent. It's so crazy how when you're hungry, the Bible's going to feed you. Like, yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. Like you just find stuff all the time. Yeah, and that's a good point to mention. You said when you're hungry, it's going to feed you. Like mm-hmm. you have to be hungry. Yeah. You know, like uh, well, I mean, anyways, uh, I think a lot of people. But, oh, well, we don't need food. And so they try to find food elsewhere. And so then that's when they become deprived and they don't realize why they feel deprived because they aren't eating the, the real food. Um, just the, that's a little side fact, side thought. Um, but yeah, so back to First Corinthians 14, unless you have anything else to add, Codus. No? Nope. Okay. Um, so 21 through 24 says, In the law it is written, By people of strange tongues and by the lips of foreigners will I speak to this people. And even they... Or sorry, even then they will not listen to me, says the Lord. Thus tongues are a sign not for believers but for unbelievers, while prophecy is a sign not for unbelievers but for believers. If therefore the whole church comes together and all speak in tongues and outsiders or unbelievers enter, will they not say they sorry, will they not say that you are out of your minds? Uh, so just to kind of make more sense of that, um, 
I was looking at a comment. So just to make more sense of that, we know that Paul is talking about quote unquote gibberish in this passage here because yes. he states strange tongues instead of uh, speaking in tongues, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, or, he, or another word he says is strange languages. So in this verse, so he states that publicly speaking in tongues or quote unquote gibberish is a sign for unbelievers because speaking incoherently is misleading and guiding people away from Christ, which is the opposite of what we intend to do. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is proof that Paul is flip-flopping between speaking in tongues coherently to, uh, to God and then speaking in tongues in quote-unquote gibberish. Um, so whenever you see speaking in tongues, you got to be you know, use discernment and figure out which kind of tongues is he talking about, to God or gibberish. Um, and so it's not hard to decipher by any means, but... First uh, Corinthians chapter 14, verse 27 through 29 says, if any speak in a tongue, let there be only two or at most three and each in turn and let someone interpret. But if there is no one to interpret, let each of them keep silent in church and speak to himself and to God. What do you think about that? Kind of touches on what we we're talking about earlier. Yeah, I um, you know what? I've always wanted to. I mean, I, I know I can't pick my spiritual gifts, but if I could, obviously mm-hmm. preaching that'd be really cool. But I want to. I want to like be able to translate tongues. Like I think I've always thought that would be the coolest thing ever. Like yeah. I can hear what you can't hear. Not like that, but you know what I mean? like <laughs> yeah, because like there's a lot of power to like being able to translate for people. You know, you just answered a question that I, I was having. Um, and so my thought was, okay, well, how can, if it's a, a language between man and God, then how mm-hmm. can you have a translator? Cause how does that person know? But if, if, if speaking in tongues is a gift from the Holy spirit, then so can discerning or interpreting. Yeah. So, um, you, you just, you know, said that. And anyways, you just kind of answered that question. Cause I was so confused. Yeah. Like, First Corinthians sense. 12 talks about like all the gifts, I think. Yeah. Do, 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 you, have, do you have it pulled up? Uh, yeah, so, uh, so I'll just read it. So first Corinthians six, first Corinthians 12, six to 11 is the main I have highlighted. It says, and there are different activities, but the same God produces each gift in each person. A manifestation of the spirit is given to each person for the common good. To one is given a message of wisdom through the spirit to another, a message of knowledge by the same spirit. So prophecy and preaching, obviously Mm -hmm. to another faith by the same spirit. To another, uh, to another, gifts of healing by one spirit. To another, the performing of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, dis, dis, ooh, distinguishment, distinguishing between mm-hmm. spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, interpretation of tongues. And one by the same spirit is active in all of these, distributing to each person as he wills. Hmm. That's pretty so, neat. So, yeah. Spiritual huh. gifts are yeah, cool. There's, there's a bunch of them. <laughs> I got um, there we go. You think we all have spiritual? I think we all have spiritual gifts, though, right? Like yeah. we all. Yeah, that's what I thought. I think so. Um, I think there's if, like a, if like we a, go ahead, you go first. Uh, I was just gonna say if we didn't, we'd be kind of bland. Well, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> there's a thing online. It's like, a, what is my spiritual gift? It's like this uh-huh. church that made it a long time ago. Yeah. But like you can like fill these questions out and it'll tell you like how many like. Of this you have, how many of this you are. So, like, it was like, mm-hmm. for example, it would be 20 prophecy or, like, five preaching, you know, just stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. It's pretty cool, actually. I've taken that, and I can't remember what my, my score rating was. Um, I can't remember what mine was either. Yeah, I we took it, like, take a year it. ago. Oh, oh. Take 100%. it on the podcast. Let's do oh, it sometime. yeah. Yeah, we could do it live, too. Well, it's, yeah. like, 100 questions, isn't it? Or maybe, like, 20. Mine was only, like, yeah, 20. Okay. 
Um, it's not bad. I've taken a lot of personality tests too, so like they kind of like all mixed together. I'm color yellow. Um, no, I'm kidding. I not Color yellow. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm actually a Pisces. Oh my goodness, right. dude! I can't. I'm a Capricorn. Uh, I actually use my charging crystals. Oh, nice! How do you charge them? You just wear them and so they charge. Uh, dude, those are so stupid. Like they're all over on TikTok. Like yeah, they are. It's a stone, that's... and people think that these crystals and stones have actual power. Like, if that's not blindfolded by Satan, I'm not blonde, okay? Like... <laughs> right. Um, and if you're watching or if you're listening on audio, Codis is most definitely blonde. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, if you guys didn't know, I'm very, very blonde. Yeah. That's okay. I, I'm kind of like a dirty blonde. You, I thought you were um, redhead at first. I'll be honest with you. Dude, the, apparently I get that a lot. I guess um, it's not, just it's the it's the shading. It's, I, I think know. it's the freckles too, because I you know it kind yeah, of yeah yeah. Because your 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 facial hair looks a little red. Yeah, it's the like, it's when the I grow the sideburns out, like yeah, and like the chin, they get red. Because my father, my real father, he was a redhead. Oh, nice. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I might be. Got, I might be a redhead because he was super blonde when he was young. Yeah. Interesting. So. Interesting. Crazy how that works. Um, yeah. Somebody said, I, I'm convinced they do have power. So I'm at the rocks, demonic ones. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> yeah, um, very true. It's not a boulder. It's a rock. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, but uh, I guess to kind of wrap up, I guess, the speaking in tongues thing. Um, yeah. If people don't understand it, again, do not speak it. Um, verse 39. <laughs> so my brothers earnestly desire to prophesy and do not forbid speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. All you Southern Baptist churches, I'm speaking specifically <laughs> at you because I was raised this, in one. Yeah. Quit condemning people for speaking in tongues, I, for doing things that you are not doing yourself because you are also a hypocrite because you have a log in your own eye. Okay. Oh, um, hey, that, louder for the people in the back. I don't think they heard you. <laughs> you want to get closer to the mic? Yeah. Well, I, I can only say that because I have a log in my own eye too. So oh, I, I, do, I think but, we all do in something. Yeah. Um, which by the way, just like a side topic. So like some people see that and like, okay, well then you can't judge at all because then if you have a log in your own eye about sin, then you can't judge any other sin. Well, that's not necessarily true because he says like literally two verses after that, Jesus does. He's like, you need to clear the, the, the log out of your own eye before you can help somebody that has the speck in their eye. And yeah. so I think it's dealing with individual sin. So like, I can't help somebody with say like, um, what we're thinking of, uh, sexual immorality until I overcome a sexual immorality or like with lying until I overcome lying or, mm-hmm. uh, what's another one? What's another one? What's another one? Um, wild parties is in Galatians five. So I'll say that. So I can't overcome helping somebody with wild parties unless I overcome wild parties. Yeah. So. You're a party or every Friday you're out there on the oh, town. Yeah. Atlanta, baby. Oh yeah. Hot Atlanta. Um, <laughs> yeah. You no. and Jenna are just having parties, you know, Oh yeah. For you days. know us, you know us. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, Speaking in tongues, either in gibberish or not, privately to God, <laughs> is not forbidden. Then uh, Acts 2.4 says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak yes. in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So guys, if you're listening, or women or people, if you're listening, just because somebody talks a little bit different, acts a little bit different, maybe they go to a <laughs> Pentecostal church, that does not mean that they are wrong. <laughs> Likewise, while I'm on the topic, people... If you are a Protestant, do not condemn Catholics. Catholics. What is Protestant, by the way? Like, what uh, is... It's, it's basically any church formed after Martin Luther. So, like, Baptist, Pentecostal, like King Jr.? Lutheran. Say that again? Martin Luther King Jr.? Kidding. <laughs> no. Um, what's his name? Uh, Martin Luther. Um, yeah, I know he, what you're talking okay, about. Okay, just making yeah. sure. 
Um, but w- what <laughs> year was that? Was that like the 1500s? That Dude, Protestant it was a long time ago. It's something. But yeah, um, 1500s, 1600s. Something like that. Um, but yeah, so basically every church except the Catholic Church in the United States. Um, but yes. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so look, we all have, like, people argue about nonsensical stuff. Is nonsensical a word? I feel like it is. I don't know. It is now. It just kind of popped in my head. So, um, but people talk about all these, like, things and, like, they argue as if, like, so here's the thing. Catholics believe that Jesus died and resurrected, and they, you know, they believe the primary stuff that makes you a Christian. So I don't understand why people, like, like look. But they under- worship Mary. Like, they think that's debate. a, well, yeah. But that, yeah. Uh, my grandma's Catholic, and she's trying mm-hmm. to explain it. I didn't understand it at all. Yeah. But they have to, don't they, like, pray to Mary? Like, and then uh, Mary receives. Mary, they believe that praying to Mary is, like, uh, praying to an intercessor. So that's the same as like me asking you to pray for me is what they'll say. Um, and so again, like there's, there's differences on a secondary and even tertiary or like a third or fourth level, but all the same, like we don't need to be fighting over, Oh, this, 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 you're yeah. not saved. You're not saved. I'm confused about the confession thing. I, that confuses me. Um, what's, what's the point of that? What's that? Like, if I was more educated, I, I feel like I'm going to just botch Catholicism here. Um, but from my understanding is, I mean, there's multiple scriptures, like even in our 66 books that says like confession is important. Now we believe that oh, yeah. to be confessing to God. They believe mm-hmm. it to be confessing to peers or to the pastor or whatever. Um, but I mean, you think about it, like if you are open about like this, let's just think on a logical level here. If you just confess, like say, if I'm open to you about my sin, that I'm going to feel much more relieved yeah. because I have opened up to you. I think that's probably partially why Catholics do it too. To like, they have confessional. Sense. Um, I don't know that I believe in the, uh, say, 80 Bloody Marys or whatever they do. Um, But, you know, um, so either way, I think there's good to – I've said this before and I'll say it again. I don't think any singular denomination has it right. I think they're all right in their own way and wrong in their own way. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but let's see. Um, Okay, somebody confirmed that the Protestant Reformation was in the 1500s. Sweet. uh, Sweet, sweet. So – the summary again context tells us that holy spirit descended and divided their tongue meaning that they all started talking in different languages similar to the tower of babel um mark sixteen seventeen says and these signs will accompany those who believe in my name they will cast out demons they will speak in new tongues uh just to kind of recap what that means this is just this is one uh is a little bit different because it's referring to language in its historical context but i have to explain this one with an analogy i think that's the best way to say it um, so have you ever heard the term uh, Christianese? No. No? Um, maybe that's just something my dad came up with. So uh, Christianese is like words of the Christian faith that people that are not of the Christian faith like hear it and they're like, what the heck? So like we say like salvation or repentance or, you know, all oh, these words. that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, and so it's like Christianese because only we know what it means, you know, without having to, you know, define it in a weird way to non-believers. Um, but it's usually said when making a joke, for at least what I found, when uh, making a joke about how Christians have Christian words that they say in certain phrases that only Christians say. Um, mm. So people coin Christianese as a way to summarize this special language that Christians can speak with one another. I think this is the language that's being referred to here. Um, and I'll read the verse again. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons and they will speak in new tongues. Um, because we speak in our own kind of language, uh, Christian people do. Um, like for Christian example, like peeps. Yeah, it's Christian peeps. Um, I had a comment on one of the videos today and literally like 
it was it was a uh, it was one of the Judas videos, um, and the dude was like, like of course that video is directed at Christians. It's not supposed to be you know at you know people that don't believe in the faith or anything. And uh, this dude who has gone through my or our videos before um, as an a, a pronounced atheist, um, he just said, "WTF are you ranting about this time?" And like he commented on like one of my uh, things because he didn't understand what I was saying. And like in one of my comments, I was like, because in the comment I said something along the lines of. Uh, this is for the people that have already chosen to choose the free gift of love. Um, and that's a, a, a choice that you have to make or something like that. I said that something along mm-hmm. the lines of the comments and he's like, what the heck are you talking about? And so again, it's this Christianese thing. Um, so with all of that being said, because I have just like gone way off the wagon on this one, talking about my uh, lawnmower for 20 minutes. <laughs> um, but with all that being said, based off of the evidence that I have found, um, and I think Codis, you can agree with it. Um, I found that I believe that speaking in quote unquote gibberish um, is a gift that only few receive. It isn't wrong. Uh, speaking in tongues isn't wrong unless it's uh, done publicly in a way that confuses people. Um, it is to be done in private. Speaking to God should happen often. Um, and of course, in private, as Matthew 6, 6 says. Um, and however, sorry, maybe not 6, Matthew chapter 6. Um, however, speaking in tongues, um, I think is like a, in in my notes here, I use the word overrated, but I think it's the, that's not the word I'm looking for. The word I'm looking for is misunderstood. Yes. That's a good word. Um, Prophesying should be the goal. I think um, based off of what Paul said in this, uh, this what do you want to prophesy? Like, that'd be so cool. Like getting words from God. Yeah. Which I, I, let me, I think, let me go back up to this. Um, Spreading the gospel would be a, a key thing there, but let me go back to this first reference where he talks about prophesying. I think it's like, the one who speaks in tongue builds him up himself, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. Um, yeah. So, so now he says, I, now I want you all to speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets so that the church may be built up. So I think literally just saying prophesying is just like speaking encouragement, um, just building up the church. You can list. do it, Jared. You're, you're great, Woo! man. That lawnmower, you're going to get that lawnmower <laughs> working somewhat. Thank you. I, I will need the grace of God and the knowledge of, of Likewise, You're gonna need the patience to... from God too. I'll Shoot, tell you, you what. got that right. Yeah, I don't even know what I'm gonna do with it. I'm 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 legit gonna have to call Lowe's and be like, look, man, here's what I've dealt with. Can I just get a new one? Like, I'm sick and tired of this. I'm probably gonna have to do just that. Write it there. I guess you can't write it there. It's gonna <laughs> shut off. Yeah, it just won't even cut on anymore. It's ridiculous. Just push it there. Watch it be like, I don't know. I'm, I'm I think it's the oil because uh, it didn't come with the, a whole the what? Lot. What's it called? Sorry, the oil. The oil. Uh, the, the oil. oil? Um, oh, there you go. So I now used you're to speak in English. Okay, so I used to say oil properly, and then I started hanging out with my in-laws, and they, they in Blue Ridge in the mountains they all say oil. So oil. now now I say oil. Um, oh, that's weird. Is, that fun. feels weird. Just oil, because right? like I don't know. I guess it's just the way I was raised, but I always knew oil. It's just no, one hundred percent. I was oil. the same way. I was one hundred percent the same way, and then I lived in North Georgia for like three years. Um, I met a guy who called milk milk. And it made me so mad. Mulk. (laughs) Oh, mulk. I'm I'm just going to go drink some mulk. That sounds disgusting. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. It sounds chunky. Ugh, it does. It sounds like expired milk. Yeah, mulk. I like milk. Mulk? Ugh, anyway. No, thank you. Um, But so my wife, it's funny though, because like she says oil. But, like, her family doesn't. And so... And she, you're like, the one that picked up on it, too. I am. And so now she makes fun of me because I used to make fun of her for her, the for her How do you spell that? O-L? O-L? It's, it's obviously spelled like O-I-L. Come on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but, no, yeah. I, I definitely pronounce it as if it is spelled 
O L E. Oh. Oh. That's yeah. weird, dude. It, it feels is like weird. it's harder to say that than oil. I don't know for me. I think I think so. I think I'm, I gotta honestly, push I it oil. It's kind of funny. Um, so, <laughs> so when I was like 12, we had some friends move up to Blue Ridge. Not not my current wife's family or anything. It just so happened mm-hmm. to be. And uh, and so we went up there to visit, and they had been up there for a few years after uh, we knew them. And anyways, we we go and um, we went up there because it was my parents' best friends, right? And so they had a daughter, yeah. and she had this like dance recital or something. And so we go up there, and he's like, "I got to go buy some flyers." And so we're like, "Flyers?" And and, uh, and he's like, "Flyers." And uh, we're like, "What do you need to go buy some flyers for? Like, why do you need flyers?" And uh, like, do you need to hand them out? Like, do you need help handing out flyers? And, uh, <laughs> and he said, no, I need flyers. I said, what do you need pliers for? What do, what do you need pliers? Oh, that's funny. And, and he's like, flyers, flyers. And uh, he's just talking about flowers. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And uh, so we always make, make, uh, make references to that. But it's, it's funny how I got my mom some flyers for Mother's Day. That's right. I need to go get my mom some flowers. And, uh, you know, just got to. Go work on the truck and go feed the cattle. And get some oil. Go get, put some oil in the cattle. Add <laughs> some milk. I got, yeah, add some milk into it. I got, I got, so nasty. Got to get some milk out the cattle. And I, I, I gotta, hate that word. Uh, right. So, um, which is funny because, like, I'm making fun of my own people, uh, but that's why. So, hey, um, we say ope. 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 I say it way too much. Ope. Isn't oh. that well? I kind of say that too because I think it was kind of like a TikTok trend there for a minute. It was like it kind of went from like and I oop, and then I kind of like used oh, that yeah. to like uh, oop but, to oop. Dude, to I'm oop, telling oop. you, everyone says oop here. Like really? it's just the way to say sorry. It's just oop, yeah. oop, oop. Huh. Wait, wait. Here. So wait, oop is sorry. Yeah, oop is sorry or excuse me or oopsies or it's just oop. That's like, funny. Oop. Or if like I'll forget something, I'll be oop or like. I was playing <laughs> Minecraft with my friend. Yeah. And I, and I missed was I was like, oh, oh. Yeah. But like, okay. open, sorry, like, oh. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's mid- Midwestern slang. Interesting. There you go. Um, but that's it. Um, so if you're yep. watching live, we're about to start answering questions. We're just going to kind of close out this podcast. So, Cody, mm-hmm. you want to uh, pray us out? All right. Close it. So, I want to do this one prayer that we always do at the end of my church thing. Do it's it. for people that, you know, like, I. This is kind of go back to a few episodes ago, but the 99, pretty much people who are lost or people who have kind of fallen from Christ or people that are even like, if you're listening to this podcast now and you want to give your life to Jesus right now, I have my, I asked my pastor for this prayer. And I think this is a perfect prayer that if you want to, and you want Jesus in your life or you want Jesus back in your life, I encourage you to do this prayer with me. And yeah. All right. So it's a simple prayer, pretty quick, but dear Lord Jesus, Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Please forgive me. Come into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Now please help me to live for you the rest of this life. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. It's such a good and simple little prayer that sure. I love. And I don't know. I just, I've wanted to say that for the past few podcasts. Dude, no. Forgotten. Yeah, we need to end every podcast with that. Um, it's, we end every church service with it. Yeah. And I he think, always says, don't let anyone steal your joy. It's like our Godspeed thing. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Okay. Uh, well, thank you for sharing Ooh. that. We'll definitely incorporate that into every uh, podcast, and uh, especially oh, no. since, we're, since we're live. Um, yeah. But uh, with all that being said, guys, thank you for watching. Feel free. We, I just want to kind of close this out real quick with saying we do have a Patreon. If you want to support our ministry, by all means, please go in and, uh, and give, and we'll be greatly appreciated. Yep. Um, and we also have social media. We have clothing. We have I a probably- whole bunch of stuff. 
We're going to be on The Chosen soon. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's the goal. Yeah. Uh, you know, it'd be really cool if we got Matthew on since we're doing a series on Matthew. Um, Dude, but, that would be yeah. insane. So, as Matthew. Yeah, right. <laughs> since we're speaking of Matthew, um, welcome, Matthew. Um, but, no, thank you guys all, all again for watching. And uh, we appreciate every view and listen and uh, question, comment, concern that you all have. Um, but with that being said, y'all go at Godspeed.